Friday. Leafs are off Saturday night, their usual hockey night in Canada slot, which means outdoor game Sunday. Yeah. Against the up-and-coming Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's revenge time, isn't it, for the Leafs? I think. In the outdoor game, or are they going to be too busy taking pictures with their families on the ice? No, I think I think there will be uh, uh, some response to the last Buffalo-Toronto game. Let's bring in Andrew Peters, co-host of After the Whistle, former NHLer, and uh, I, I did mention the up-and-coming Buffalo Sabres. Is that the feel now that they they stuck it to Jack Eichel last night? Oh, and what a sticking it was. <laughs> How are you, Petey? Uh, yeah, they're... Good, man. Good to be on with you guys. How's everything going with you? We're good. We're good. We just want to get a feel now of uh, of how it went down. And then, you know, Jack could have easily kind of left things alone. And he did not. Give, give the, the, the uh, happy to be here, taking one day at a time, all those cliches. And he chose to go a different path. But uh, let's get your thoughts. Well, I mean, about like first and foremost, like the game itself, I don't know if you guys saw much of it. I know the Leafs were playing as well, but he looked rattled the whole game. I mean, he looked rattled the entire game, and like rightfully so, right? I mean, like that's a tough situation for a guy like that to be in. I'll even throw him a bone, but I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to play under those circumstances. I don't think he has ever even imagined playing in a circumstance where he would be booed like that. I mean, it's just, it was, the Sabres were awesome in the first period, terrible in the second, and, and it just could have gone either way in the third. And, the, you know, the, the, the poetic bounce at the end of the game with Alex Tuck taking it from Eichel and then scoring the empty netter, both guys involved in the trade score. Jack didn't look, you know, great, but, I mean, he wears his emotions on his sleeves, and I just think last night after the game, just what an idiot. What an absolute idiot. I mean, like I've worked in Buffalo covering the team now since I retired, like back in 2011, 2012. And I, I mean, I was watching this game in the post-game interview with my brother, and we had to rewind it. We couldn't, be- I couldn't believe what he said, and I – I just, I, I just think to myself, like, which you know, one, what, 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 it's, what, so, it's so easy. Petey, what, what bothered you? What bothered you more? Was it that uh, they must have been booing me because they wish I was still here, or was it that it took me seven years, or it took them seven years, and me being traded to 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 start cheering again? It was, it was the whole. It was the whole emotion of it, like. He just, he didn't let me down because he's so immature and he's always been this way. And he had the grand stage yesterday to show his maturity, show that he can, he can take the the bullets from the fans and the loss and show that he's a pro and he's just not, I mean, He's just not like that is what Jack Eichel is. And I'm not, I don't want to say this about him. I wanted, when he, when he went to his interview last night, 
when they cut to his interview, I'm like, okay, I want to see a more mature, uh, a guy that's accepted what happened, the whole fiasco with the neck, the trade request for the year before. Like, I just, you can put it all, you can put your maturity on full display. And he didn't disappoint. I mean, he didn't disappoint the people. He didn't disappoint the haters. I mean, he fed right into them. And, you know, and then he pisses on Buffalo on his way out. And I just think to myself, like, this is a city that literally worshipped the ground he walked on, even when he was burning bridges all over town. Like, they literally worshipped this guy. You know, like, the fans were so angry with the team with how they handled him. And he goes and does that, and he just – and he. And he, like, he doesn't help himself. He proves everybody right that was against him. And, and it's a bad look. It's a bad look because in seven years that he was here, six years that he was there, the crowd was electric at times. You know, like, it wasn't his fault that they didn't make the playoffs and all that. I think he played his ass off when he was there. But just an entitled, spoiled kid who's never had to face adversity and I mean so a shameless plug here for our podcast after the whistle but Craig Reve just absolutely assassinated him today on our show and rightfully so I mean I'm not, I mean, I'm sure I'm not coming on here saying anything that you haven't already said, Kipper. I mean, I, (laughs) (laughs) we we haven't really gotten to that deep on the conversation. Uh, But uh, I I think you're, you're, you, you and Craig probably are portraying a good portion of Buffalo fans who had to endure this fiasco. Well, yeah. I mean, like it and it, and, and you know, Buffalo, like, you know, Buffalo takes a bad, it gets a bad rap. And if you've never played there, if you didn't have success there, then you have no idea what it's like to play in that market. But it is, it is one of the, I put it up there against any market when it comes to fan intelligence and awareness. Okay. Their fans are aware. Their fans are intelligent and their fans are passionate. And they don't stand for stuff like this. Not Buffalo. Buffalo is a hardworking town who doesn't, that, that they don't want to see an entitled baby playing for their team and especially come back and then take a huge dump on them, you know, because he didn't like the fact that he, that he, that he was booed. I mean, what did he expect was going to happen? What did he expect? Well, hold on. That's exactly what I'm dying to ask you. So, you know, what What did he expect is a fair question because, uh, you know, I'm not in the Buffalo market and I see in other sports, I see Ben Simmons in basketball bails on his team and they go back to Philly and he gets booed the whole way. And I'm like, yes. And I see it in, in, in a lot of different situations where guys ask out of town or, you know, whatever the situation is and fans are upset. Jack Eichel was a, a, a top pick there. He went there and performed well. He had an injury. He wanted a surgery. They wouldn't give it to him. So he had to go somewhere else. So when people were booing him last night, I'll, I'll be honest, Petey, I was like, I didn't entirely get it. So maybe you can give me the, some background on that. I get it now. Now I can see why fans could be pissed because the interview was a little, 
uh, whatever you want to say about it. You've said it all. But give me the background on the booing and your thoughts about it last night. I just think the way everything happened at the end of the year left a, a sour taste in everyone's mouth. You know, the fact that he did act, like like fans don't want their star players to ask for a trade. Like they don't. And he admitted to Elliot Friedman um, the day of the trade, the day the trade happened or whatever that the year prior, he did ask for a trade. And Elliot came on our podcast, you know, and we talked about, I forgot that that had even happened. And he confirmed that last week, that, that alone, whether it's time or not, or whatever, they don't ever want to hear that. It comes from a player. I mean, I'm not familiar with other markets. I played for two teams. I played for Buffalo and New Jersey and you know, like New Jersey's had a ton of success and, you know, like, like Buffalo's, you know, been struggling a little bit. They had success when I was there only cause I was there. Right. But, um, you know, they, they just, they don't want that. They don't want that. And that goes back to the part where I said they're passionate and they're intelligent and they're in the know, like they're, they follow the team. They're, they're aware of what's going on. And you could sense, you could sense for years, that Jack wasn't happy in Buffalo. I mean, just look at his body language in his interviews. Look at the, his short fuse with media. Um, you know, he just, he wasn't, he never seemed happy. And I get it. Like they lost, they lost, but, but we're talking about a player that a friend now, right or wrong. I was against the tank. Okay. I was against the team tanking for the best odds at McDavid knowing that if you finish last, your consolation prize is Jack Eichel. Pretty good consolation prize. Eliminate everything I just said about him earlier in his character. He's a hell of a hockey player, okay? So when your season, when your uh, fan base, you know, suffers for a long time and this guy just wants out, that doesn't sit well. It doesn't, you know, Thomas Vanek sent us a message last night both Craig and I, um, it was a text message. And, you know, he, he talked about how, you know, I, I don't want to say exactly what he said because it's not my place to speak on his behalf. But basically what he said was, I was booed. Sorry, I'm driving beside a truck here. I was booed when I came back to Buffalo. He said, I knew it was coming. He said, because fans are passionate. It's part of the game. Like, whether it's merited or not, that's what fans do. They boo. I mean, they boo when they can, they cheer when they, they can like, like it's to be expected. And I, I guess like Jack should have approached that completely differently and just accepted it, embrace it, embrace it. Like embrace the booze is the fact that he was loved. I mean, man, he could have shrugged that one off. He could have acknowledged it in a very different way and walked away with, with a much different, um, impression of him from uh, from the entire hockey world and some people love it and a vast majority of people hate it and you know I, I i don't know i even dissected it to the point where i'm like are we being too hard on him over this i mean is was it a was it a you know are we overthinking what he said was it a shot at himself and any which way you slice it i mean he just he completely threw the dagger Speaking to Andrew Peters from The Instigator and co-host after The Whistle, uh, Petey, I just want to mention this. And, you know, for some of us who 
follow this on a daily basis and get paid to do it. It's not something, um, the, the evolution of Jack Eichel and his career in Buffalo, uh, a lot of people on the inside knew of a lot of things and, and that led us to saying, well, Jack just needs to grow up or, you know, there's some immaturity there. But is there some responsibility on the Buffalo Sabres or ultimately ownership with the Bagulas where they just gave a guy too much too soon, either the, the captaincy or the $10 million or the ability to walk into somebody's room and saying, you know, I, I'm don't like the coach. I think we need this. I think we need that. I mean, it's not something that snuck Unreal up on point. everybody last night. Unreal point. And yeah, there's some, there's some onus on management ownership. Um, absolutely too much, too soon. Yes. They too fed, much, they, they too much, too soon. And, and, and undeservingly like Connor McDavid's contract. Absolutely deserved absolutely deserved okay like from the on ice to how he conducts himself off the ice i know he had the one little you know argument this year or whatever maybe that was dry or what i can't remember but either way like you know just the, you never hear a peep about him you know like he just goes out and plays and you know jack wasn't ready to be a captain you know i mean he was not ready to be a captain. He was not ready or deserving yeah. for that matter of yeah. that $80 million contract they, at the time. They just, I mean, it, they, they envisioned ahead. something Pete that was just not realistic. Okay. That's that also kind of fed the beast, but uh, we really appreciate your time and, uh, and your, your candidness. Hey, next time you come on the show, like don't hold don't hold back, eh? I mean, don't 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 well, sugarcoat it. Listen, listen. <laughs> I could have felt I could have felt this way and never even been given the opportunity to say it. But Jack Jack awarded us the right to speak like this about him today. Well, he did. He, yeah. it, it's you know, mm-hmm. like if he if he walks away with class, I probably if if I come on today, I'm like, man, he's really grown up. And I, you know, like good for him. I wish him well. Well, guess what? I want Vegas to miss the playoffs, and I want it to be Jack's fault. <laughs> and what he, oh, and what he, and what he said last night is just, you know, like it will take a while for that stench to to disappear from him. Well, a, a few more wins, and maybe another one during the outdoor game uh, could could make the, could speed up the process. Petey, thanks for doing this, man. Wanna, you guys want to throw a you guys want to throw a Harvey's wager on the uh, on the outdoor game? Yeah, yeah. Our, our show, your show. A couple of sandwiches. Yes, Let's yes. Do it. After the whistle, versus you guys. All right, couple we're of in. burgers. We're in. All right. We just, All right. just I, you know, we got Sam McKee behind the glass. He says he wants in too. So we'll, we'll have to throw a third person on yours, yours too. We'll uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll get I, some little Buddhas in there involved too. There you go. I want a goal and a half, though. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to negotiate. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Your Sabres are hot. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hot. I But I do expect the Leafs to uh, pay them back for the last beatdown they gave them. That's for sure. We'll look maybe, forward to Maybe that. they don't win or whatever, but it'll be, it'll be interesting. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Andrew Peters, everybody. Thanks, Thanks. for your time. Thanks, Petey.
Oh, my God. Did he unleash? <laughs> By the way, every time we have a guest on, we go to break, and we're like, I just wanted them to say a little more. Give us a little more. I think that's oh not going to happen today. <laughs> wow. Buddy, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> Wherever Jack Eichel is, he, he just... He's just got to chill for some oh reason. Oh, my God. Just like a... Oh, that is both barrels. So should we play the clip and give our takes on it now? Yeah. All right. Here's Jack Eichel uh, talking about Buffalo. That's about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> really? After after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed. Uh, you know, it was a nice tribute, and uh, you know, um, there was plenty of people here that were supporting me, and there was plenty of people here that were booing me. So. Uh, they must just be booing because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not the first kid to deal with it. So just move on. And, uh, yeah, it was a tough game. You know, give them credit. They played hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> give them credit. They played hard. I, I didn't think it was that horrible. Oh, it's, it's I, petty. No, 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 no. For the exception of that, the, 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 when he tagged on, it took seven years and me leaving to get into the game. Yeah. That's the one that bothered me the most. That's the shot at the fans for saying for seven years, you've never yeah. been in any games. He really thought he had a home that's, run there too. That's like, oh. the, if, yeah. he, if he could have really? left that out, then there's a little sarcasm or laughing at the situation or kind of moving. Uh, I, I would have been a little better without that, that, that last shot there. Here's that which, internet. Which, which one? Yeah, that that's. Did you find the the most horrible? Yeah, that that's it for me too. I mean, he's mad and he's hurting. You know what's funny is before having Peters on, I would have said that sounded like someone who's really hurting still. Like there's still a lot of pain there. He's upset with how it didn't go. You know, it honestly reminds me of how people talk about exes, like like relationships, not you know, the, the way the, the whole team thing, like it was like an ex-girlfriend that he was like, I'm fine. Like she has a new boyfriend. I don't even care. <laughs> what do I, do? I don't care. What do I care? What she's on Instagram. I'll tell you what's her profile. Like uh, he, he's, there's some lingering, but then to hear Peter say immaturity was interesting because it's pretty immature. It's, he just needed to take the high road. He needed, he needed uh, like a cliche book. For the record, loved it. Listen, just one day at a time. <laughs> we get to talk. I'm about happy it. to be here in Vegas, and just throw out every cliche that you can and get the hell out of there. I, I do there feel a little hypocritical because we do want hockey players specifically, because I think in the NBA and NFL and other leagues, guys are a little bit more willing to say things, right? And I, I hate being like, oh, I don't, no. I, don't want, I don't want him to say things. No, because, Sammy, he's not – I know what you're going to say. He's not being forthcoming, though. Like, I want him to say things in what he really thinks, too, but he's not. That That's just – if I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan, I feel the ex- – Get I to do, me now. And I do feel the same way that Peters feels. What Everything that Peter says, I've, I've always dis- very much disliked Jack Eichel. Oh, I like Eichel. I, I, I feel – everything that, I, that Peter said was like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. I do kind of agree. And just, like, the audio doesn't even do it justice. Because if you watch the video of it, just the look on his face and his body language. He's just so happy it's over with. He's, he's trying. But he's going to have to go there once a year forever now. Yeah. He's still going to have this. It would have been so easy just to take the high road. Yeah. And we talked about Matthews and, and Keith taking the high road. You he know took the, internet, the low road. You know he the internet the, mad face with the happy mask yes, over it? Like, correct. that's his best See, attempt, and, trying not to be mad. And Peter's talked about... Buffalo, and I, I played a year in, in Hartford, Connecticut. 
Okay. And great city, the, but small yes. community where it's really personal. So in a bigger market like Toronto, you can still have that, the, the masses, but like a city like Buffalo, where it's like it's, it's a smaller community and he more people know each people other. The signs, a hundred percent. He's like, oh, that was Doug. And you could just sense how personal it was. And I, you said it. We're we're away from that environment. It's we take it for face value. I couldn't believe they were booing him, Kipper. But couldn't believe it. Like how what? how personal? What? what? How personal it was. He couldn't get a neck surgery he wanted, so he had to leave. You couldn't. Be- the team was garbage around for fans years. booed Goran Dragic. That just happened. People boo guys who used to play there. Guys get booed all the time. Yeah. To, for him to go and, in there and expect to and, not get booed is so immature. No, no, I expected it's, sympathy. It's, no, it's it's he wanted to get traded. Yeah, that's, that's the part. That's better context, and that's okay. why I'm glad Peters it's gave us that. It's not about the surgery. You could have sat there and said, we don't agree on the surgery, and we're going to have to arbitrate it. We're going to have to figure this out. I want to be here. I love it here. It, it, they're separate yeah. He wanted out. He wanted to bail on the Buffalo Sabres. That's why they booed him. Yeah. But, I mean, by that logic, they could have booed him when he was still there. I mean, he, he wanted out at that point, too. I guess now it's a little bit more of a green light. But it was a tough night for Eichel, period. He did not handle it particularly well. You know what? And it started before the game. In the interview before the game, I think maybe... Uh, I'm not sure who it was with. Um, but anyway, they asked him about his emotions in the, you know, before the game. And he was like, just, uh, just any other game, just, you know, big two, two points for us. I'm sure they're going to be desperate. Just uh, any other game. And it was like, come on. Yeah. Phony. And Andrew's Andrew Peters touched on this, but you know what Buffalo Stanley cup is for them Last this night, year? Krebs and tuck scoring. No, yeah. Besides that, that? He, he said it Vegas missing the playoffs. Yeah. They want that so badly. And trending, that was not trending. That was not a very good uh effort on their part last night. And they're good. They're not that good. They're they're hanging on. They're hanging on here. They really are. Like or, this is not a lock no. that with Jack Eichel they will make the playoffs. Edmonton's right behind them, two points behind them with a game in hand. Vancouver's like, right stone right now. Yeah. yeah, remember that? Can they find a way to get him back in the lineup? I don't know. Think about George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon's next 10 days. Forget Kyle for a second. Yeah. How would you like to have trade made that massive trade and go back to your owner and say, we're fighting for a playoff spot in the next 10, you know, two weeks, three well, weeks? Those guys, they miss playoffs. They're moving near jobs territory right like they're they're in, their jobs are in trouble i would say given the freedom to spend and creativity and what they've been the goals have been a missed playoffs would be huge 550 576 winning percentage right now not very good um what do you uh i know we touched on the officiating but it was more towards uh austin matthews but gabriel landeskog mm-hmm Post-game comments. 2 nothing loss, was it, to Carolina? Yeah. It was a... Thought they missed a call on Nazem Kadri. Well, so Kadri got a penalty before this, which was borderline. You know, it was, it was high-sticking-ish, but they didn't like that. And then Kadri goes down on one where he gets hooked. 
We actually have the audio, don't we? From uh, from Landeskog. It's yeah. a little longer. It's just under two minutes, um, yeah. but it's pretty good. Okay, let's hear it. In 11 years, I've never sat and talked about referees in a press conference ever. Uh, I think Wes and TJ Luxmore do a great job tonight, actually, for 50-something minutes of the game. Uh, they call the high stick on Nas on Niederreiter, which might have been a high stick, but Niederreiter falls easy. We're arguing that it's a flop. They say it's still a high stick. Fair enough. Nas gets at 5, 5.50-something on the clock. Niederreiter is hooking Nas up the boards. Um, you know, the puck turns over. We go the other way. They score. We're arguing that it's a hook. They're saying that Nas is flopping. We're arguing it's still a hook, just like they're arguing before. And it's unfortunate because that's a playoff game tonight. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's very unfortunate that it comes down to that. Uh, like I said, I thought Wes and TJ did a great job up to that point. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's a very competitive game. Power plays don't come come around very often, especially in games like this. And, and that's why I'm, I was happy Wes and TJ did a good job of letting us play all, all game tonight. Um, it's unfortunate it comes down to a bounce like that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, whether a guy's been suspended numerous times or not, um, what's he going to carry around that heavy, heavy baggage forever? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that TJ and Wes were, you know, didn't call it for that reason, but, you know, Nas is a guy that's competitive and, and uh, whether he sold that call or not, you can look at the video and the stick is in his waist and that's why he loses the puck. Uh, I think it's unfortunate and I think it's, it's time for, you know, sometimes it's time for players to step up and, and speak our truth because, you know, I'm the one that looking like an idiot for getting thrown out of the game, even though I'm just, you know, just being honest. And I guess TJ didn't like that I said he had a tough night. Um, but uh, that's the way it is. So a different approach, <laughs> I, but at the end of the day, he's, he's ripping on the officials. I th- go ahead, Sammy. Go ahead. I was just say, I, I thought you know that's how you if you're going to speak out against the officials, call it ripping officials or whatever. He at least made a clear case, right? Like it's not just saying these guys are a bunch of dummies. You know, he's saying here's what I saw, here's what I thought. You know, he, I thought talking about them by their first names is very respectful, right? Like acknowledging that they're humans and not just these zebras tactful. don't see anything. You know, like, yeah, TJ and Wes, here's the thing. We've had conversations. Did Which you- he said, by the way, uh, they're fair. It was, right? it was yeah. a well-called game. I, I lo- that's a classic sales tactic, though. Just oh, it is. butter well, them up well, before listen, I bury Justin, them. Justin, we appreciate your time here. So, yeah. so <laughs> if, if, it's, if it's fair, if you thought it was a fair contest... Can we get over the fact that these guys will miss a call or two? I think he's trying to validate getting kicked out. Do you know how long Gabe Landeskog's been in the league? 11 years. Do you know that? Gabe Landeskog? 11 years? I mean, this guy, to me, he's still like a 24-year-old. Anyway, but like, you know, you don't hear this from him much, and I think it speaks to these huge games against the top teams because we always say there's no measuring sticks around the league, right? It's so rare. For the Leafs, you text our group chat, you know, 20 out of 30 games. you be like, ah, oh, this team stinks. But when it's the good games, you want it called right because you want a fair shot for Colorado to beat Carolina, for Tampa to beat Calgary. Those games matter so much more because you don't feel like you're getting that very often. So I just feel like the stakes were a little higher for him. I saw it. No benefit there. And we spoke earlier in the show about taking the high road. That goes further than what Landis Cog did no, not 
jumping into that by Matthews and Sheldon Keefe will go further for the Leafs than Landis Cog just did for Colorado. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I, I don't know. It's still... I, you know, I think he, he's a respectful guy. The way he said that was pretty respectful. But why couldn't he just go to the next game, you know, in the pregame or a second and an intermission or not an intermission break but like a whistle and just kind of have that conversation with them the next time he sees them or whatever i guess could be the other argument but if you're gonna bury the refs he did it in the classiest way possible basically what, what did we think of his comment about kadri carrying baggage forever for be, being known as a guy that either draws penalties or dives it's hard to you represent your, you know, your reputation precedes you. Yeah, it's with Bunting too. There was a couple times in that in that game last night where Bunting went down. That were no, on borderline. Two things. nights, two games ago, Bunting went down along the wall. Did you do you remember that one? It was yes. a, it was a uh, four on four. They created a four on four. Yeah, but Bunting was like. He got punched in the face and yeah. went down like a... Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I only saw him laying on the ice. I was like, he must have got crushed. Yeah, yeah. They show the replay and he takes a glove to the face. Yeah. I was like, Your oh. standard like, jab. Do you understand? <laughs> like, I don't know if Bunting is too young or still too early in the league to realize everybody sees that. Yeah, we got lots every of camera official, angles now. Every player that plays against him, everybody brings up... And he will not get calls. It's not worth the short-term gain of so, getting that two-minute minor there. So then I think that is what he's talking about with Kadri and Landis Gog saying it, it stems the brakes, kind of. You know, like what he's saying is probably true, and that's kind of the way it is. supposed to carry that baggage around forever, and it's yep. like, yes. Well, I mean, he's earned that. <laughs> yes. ba- that's kind of how it works. Right. That's, the refs have been – I mean, Wes McCauley and the other – I'm assuming that's what he's talking about when he says Wes. They've been – Refing games for a really long time, and they've refed a ton of games that Nazem Kadri's played in. It's human nature. It's oh, impossible it's, it's to get context over that. When you see forty-three on the ice yes, versus another it's, number, it's, impo- for sure. it's truly impossible. Well, ninety-one now. Ninety-one. Yeah, my I bad. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's true that what he said is right, but I don't blame the refs for being a little bit harder on Nas when it comes to calling penalties. And to be honest, me and Kipper sit there and watch that play about fifteen times. Kind of a dive. Uh, it was a borderline dive. Yeah, it's, yeah listen. But yeah, you know, we talked about Matthews earlier. At least the uh, Cadre trying to get the call. Go <laughs> you get it. You get it. You don't. You don't. You move on. Yeah. You don't cry and harp over it because these guys have long memories and they can hold a grudge. I don't care. I I know we had Tim Peel on and he's like, no, no, but yes, yes. There's no way you can't hold a grudge. No, of course. Yes. He's human. Uh, do we have any questions from our yeah. YouTube oh, chat yeah. or got otherwise? All right. Um, the Invisible Man. So I don't even know how I got to read this, but The Invisible Man, this is from a while ago. He said, of the other seven teams in the East, who theoretically could the least beat in the first round? Washington is the only one, in my opinion. Oh, my good gravy. See, I don't trust Florida. I know they're big. I know they're strong. I know there wouldn't be much left of the Leafs yeah. uh, by game six or game seven, but I think... Couldn't you see Bob putting up an 880 or something? So we see 10-7 scores, yeah. and I think the, the Leafs would give the Florida Panthers a run for their money. I was I actually still looking, this. like Florida is a contender to win the President's Trophy. Boston's on Toronto's heels. I was like, God, if Toronto finishes in the second wild card and gets Florida, isn't that better than getting Tampa in a 2-3 game? Like, people don't trust... Mrazek or, or Campbell? Goalie Bob? 
He's historically bad in the playoffs. And he I, is. It's something that I've brought up on the show. 42 games. Something I've brought up on the show before, and I'll bring up again. How many how many Leaf fans in that building game one in Florida? Yeah, 10,000. So Is it over 50%? I like Toronto. Uh, yeah, close. I like Toronto against Kipper the Rangers. The Rangers think, by the way. I mean, we're talking April. I, you don't think May? I, I think he would be a pretty good trip. It's not Christmas. Now, I, I think there would be a lot of Leaf fans making a trip down to Florida for the first two games. Yep. I, I don't know. I'm actually going to be live be right. on location. So you would I'll be one. <laughs> so I think the Rangers stink. Love to get the Rangers, wouldn't you? Rangers. Pittsburgh's Pitt, beatable. Jari. Yeah. Caps. Mow the Caps. I think. Boston. I think they beat Boston. Boston's got 26 games in the final 50 days of the season. They're going to be limping the into the playoffs. The thing, again, for me is also style of play. I don't like the way the Leafs open it up. I don't like how active their D. I don't think their, their D is good enough to play the style that they're playing. So I think that, I think you're onto a killer point there. I really like that point. They are very active. Is TJ Brody that good offensively? Tape him to the blue line. Do you want Justin Hall going in? Tape him to the blue line. A lot of these guys who are Lilligren's, active as they are. What Lilligren's got like six assists in the last eight or nine games. And four but straight games. Let's let's try to try learning how to play defense first and covering guys in front of the net before I, I want you jumping yeah. on, on up on plays. I would say that is the one thing so with, with the decor that you could coach up is be like, that's, let's, that's what makes you nervous we about got the enough scorers. Why don't the D men do the D ing? The, uh, I think the only team that can't beat is probably the team they're going to play in the first round. Tampa. Right? I don't. Th- who's going to beat Tampa? Tampa's scuffling a little bit right now. Vasilevsky's let in, in, I think, four goals a couple times here. But, like, when it comes to, you know what, cut in time, playoff series against the best goal I don't in even the world. know what that expression would be. Uh, uh, are you being serious? I don't, I don't. think that they can uh, beat Carolina. Ass cutting? Not cutting? You think, <laughs> you, th- you think they can get to Freddie against Carolina? Oh, my God. Yes. Because I've watched playoff series in the last five years. So yes. <laughs> I do like that question. <laughs> the so not the president of Freddie Anderson's fan club. It's really surprising. Listen, listen, everybody's like, oh, he's, we've seen him be really good in the regular season before. We've seen that story in Toronto. Yeah. Let's just see what happens in the playoffs. All I know is there's no team that we've mentioned where I'm like, that's four games either way. Like, these are close games against good teams. It's going to be a battle in every single one of these series yeah you got any bets for us this weekend or what uh not really the islanders uh got the jets tonight the jets played last night i believe and get them around even money it's uh, one i'm kind of looking at i don't know i mentioned you know, uh and uh, uh tyler myers i tweeted earlier mm-hmm. that uh vancouver wants to unload a contract with term on it yeah now it's a little less Keep it. JT keep, keep or it. JT Miller? Yeah. You don't like him at all, Myers? No. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's like a terrible player, but his contract is... Six million AAV. If he's making 11 cash. Dermot money or something, love hey, him. Hey, watch for me on the glass at the Centennial Classic on Sunday. I'm going to be right beside the rink as the, yes. on, on the, as the correspondent. Tell, what's Tell the weather guy. like? Beard. Uh, zero degrees, uh, overcast, little snow. Perfect. Hey, great week. We did not get bumped for baseball today. Woo. Thanks for watching and listening on our YouTube channel, Sportsnets. Hit the like button one more time for us. We love that when that happens. Have a safe weekend.